This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is a very special day because Mama Wallace is back on the show. So sit back, grab a shot of tequila maybe. We're talking all things healing. Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. So everyone listening and watching this show knows that Dee is my mom because you heard her on season one of FML Talk, but she is so, so, so much more than my mommy. She is an actress with over 250 film credits. She has starred in movies such as E.T., Cujo, The Howling, Critters. Um, the list goes on and on. She is also a six-time author and a healer that does sessions with people around the world and changes many, many lives with her work. Um, I am no stranger to that work. I have grown up with it in my home and in my life, and I attribute her work to a lot of my success in my career, in my relationships, in figuring out this crazy fucking thing that we call life in general. She is the person that I lean on, the person that I call when my shit blows up. And I am so excited that she is here today to share her amazing, incredible work with all of you. So without further ado, here is my mommy, Dee Wallace. Dee Wallace. Gabrielle Stone. Mother. <laughs> Welcome back to ML Talk. We don't do a lot of repeat guests, so this means you're officially special. As I should be. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to really dive into how you got into healing because everyone knows you so well as this amazing actress. Yeah. Um, but not a lot of people know how the healing work came about. Um, and I think it's a really interesting journey that uh, that you've been on. So take me back to the moment that all began for you. Well, there were many moments, actually. Um, I used to channel a lot when I was young. Um, I would hear voices on the stairway. Like I remember distinctly um, one time, well, several times this voice would say, um, I, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid. And I would say, why don't you just leave and go, go back to your home and then you won't be afraid anymore. And then I never heard the voice. I just kind of always knew this stuff. I, I woke up one night and woke my poor mother up who had to go to work at 7 a.m. and said, something's wrong at grandma's house. And um, 
God bless my mother. She got up and we called grandma. Um, and I was terribly close with my grandma because she pretty much raised me. And grandma didn't answer. So God bless my mom. We got in the car and uh, we went over there and the cat had gotten up on the stove and turned the burners on, but the fire hadn't come on. So the gas was coming out. So I also had a visitation from my dad after he committed suicide through a light in the room. So it wasn't anything that was scary to me or foreign to me, but it was nothing that I did purposefully. Right. And a lot of, there's a lot of documented stories of kids that get messages or remember their past lives at an earlier age. Yeah. We have a friend who adopted a little boy and uh, he was almost four years old and there was a, they came to a stoplight and there was a big semi truck uh, across the street and he said, look, that's how I died my last time. And, um, and he, he proceeded to tell her how they had gotten into an accident and his other mommy had died, mm. you know. And I, I think he said, you know, and I breathed for a little while, but then I didn't breathe anymore. That's oh, my God, explained. I just got chills. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, kids, you, you hear all the time about their imaginary friends, mm-hmm. for example, that's channeling. That's that's connecting with other energy. So then I I found my acting teacher, Charles Conrad, who is my mentor, and he taught us a technique where you get your energy very, very, very high and throw all your energy toward whomever or whatever you're working with in the scene. And what that does is it bypasses your conscious mind and you channel. So I would see things in class all the time. Um, One of my stories was we weren't ever allowed to do a piece of material that we had seen or that we had done before. So I got up and I started this scene and Charles said, Deanna! I knew I was in trouble when he used Deanna. You know you're not supposed to. I said, Charles, I promise you, I have never seen this scene before. I was limping Mm -hmm. doing the scene. He said, then how do you know this girl can't walk? Mm. Because there's nothing in the... I mean, we would see things like that in class every week. So when Christopher, your daddy... Moment, sorry. Um, Died. I dropped to my knees. And I said, look, I don't want to be pissed off. And I don't want to be a victim. I want a way we can heal ourselves. And like that, I heard, use the light within you to heal yourself. So I've been studying really what that means. For the last 35 years, I've been doing this work and have clients all over the world. And, uh, you know, so I had started an acting studio and I 
started getting messages. People would get up to do a scene and I would get a message before they'd even start. <laughs> if I had <laughs> if I had six auditors that day, three of them would go, oh my God, I will do anything to study with you, anything. And the other one would go, fucking awesome, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of freaky. Yeah. You know? And when you say messages, were you hearing it in like a clear voice or did you just hit, did it just hit you like a feeling and you knew what it was saying? Like, Well, how, it's what kind of hard to, to describe. I... I hear the words, but I don't hear them like I hear you, mm. you know? Is it like your voice in your head almost? Um, no, it's not like my voice. It's, it's maybe like you'd hear an echo mm. from something. Interesting. Um, so then when I started channeling, I went, well, holy hell, this is what I've been doing in my acting for the last 30 years. Right. Right? So the two worlds just come together for me in such a complete way that I trust. Um, you know, the the dinner scene in E.T., mm -hmm. uh, when uh, Elliot says... He's in Mexico with Sally. Well, I, Stephen, I think, Mr. Spielberg, had whispered that to him. I don't think I knew it was coming. And I felt my tears coming up. And I thought, oh, I can't let my kids see me cry. So I got up and left, which was not in the script. And Stephen came over to me and said, what? Why did you get up and leave? And I explained to him what happened. And he looked at me. And in that moment, he brought all the crew in. And they set up, uh, built a whole set with the water running and everything. So he could take me over to that set and bring me into that big close-up where I say he hates Mexico. <laughs> you know, because... I trusted, I, I just trust my channel implicitly. Right. I just trust it. Yeah. I've never, ever known my channel to be wrong. Then my students' lives started to change, and their parents' lives started to change, and then their friends worked with me, and now I'm working with people all over the world. Some days I realize I have not eaten an actual meal and then panic at the thought of having to figure out what the hell to cook. When I tell you that Factor Meals has saved me and Tay during the newborn baby phase, I mean that wholeheartedly. They are delicious two-minute meals that involve zero prep, zero cleanup, and are freaking restaurant quality delicious. Sometimes we plate them out and pretend like we cooked it all of ourselves just to make us feel better about life, <laughs> but our stomachs are always thrilled either way because they are so good. Factor meals show up right to your door and they are super flexible with your schedule. You can order as much or as little as you need every week and there are so many different options to choose from, from breakfast, midday bites, and awesome dinners. 
It is less expensive than takeout, trust me and my credit card bill, and dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Go to factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 and use code fmltalk50 to get 50% off. That's code fmltalk50 at factormeals.com slash fmltalk to get 50% off. I've always been kind of skeptical about custom beauty products, but I will say Pros was able to change my mind on that. Pros is custom made to order hair care and skin care that is personalized with a unique blend of ingredients just for you. I finally started self-love care in the form of dyeing my hair again, and their shampoo, anti-brass conditioner, and hair mask have really done wonders for my hair. The quiz you take is specific, so they really get to know what your needs and wants are. They even asked me about the climate where I live and how often I'm in different elements to get me exactly what I needed. Since I've been using Pros, my color is holding better and my hair is all around healthier after the postpartum havoc that was wrecked on it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, Pros proved that personalization works better than buying off the shelf. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they are offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash fmltalk. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash fmltalk for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash fmltalk. If you ask Tay if he could only eat one thing for the rest of his life, the answer would be cereal. Full disclosure, I was first influenced by Miss Morgan Willette to try Magic Spoon cereal, so when I found out I was going to get to offer you guys a deal on it, I was so excited because it is so freaking good. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, so we can not only have it for breakfast, but late night snacks, and it's perfect for the kiddos to get them a healthy meal without the sugar crash. I love their variety pack. Four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Made with wholesome ingredients and no artificial flavors or dyes. Big yay. It is high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Tay and my bonus daughter are cereal connoisseurs, and they are in love with Magic Spoon and cannot believe it's packed with as much goodness as it is. Go to grab a variety pack and try it today. I promise you guys will not be disappointed. And be sure to use our promo code at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash fmltalk and use the code fmltalk to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. And what's the most clear, concise way you can explain to people what the work is and what it does? What the work is, is a formula. I mean, what I'm teaching is a formula. See, everybody thinks creation is some something illusory that if you're lucky, it happens. 
but it's not. It's really brain science. And it, when you know the formula and you know how to work the formula, you can apply it to absolutely every subject in your life. And that's my excitement is to get that formula out into the world so everyone like you have experienced can start manifesting in their lives the lives they want. So I want to give them, can you remember what we recited every night when you went to sleep? Oh, God, way to put me on the spot. Um, Can you start me off with the first one? I am. Well, I know it starts with I am. Happy and healthy and loved. There you go. Wanted, calm, balanced, high sense of self-esteem, sense of humor. (laughs) I remember it always went up. Yeah. Cute, athletic, obedient, and positive and honest. And And you are a bright, shining light that came down to make mommy's world brighter. Something along those lines. Yep. (laughs) Well, and here you are. Yeah. So I I think it's really important for people to understand that our brains, as far as our self-esteem, how we see ourselves in the world, uh, how we see the world seeing us, all locked in by the age of eight years old. Mm -hmm. Well, most people don't know that. So... If anybody wants to see where their walls are and why they keep hitting the same wall, like I keep making money and then I lose it, or I keep attracting the same asshole in a different body. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that one? (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. And so do I. Or, um, you know, I, I... create something and then it goes away. Those are patterns. And those are patterns that happen because you have a belief system in place. Yeah. I've described it before as a subconscious belief can be inside of you unknowingly steering the wheel of your car. Always. And you're like, why the fuck am I turning right? I want to be going left. Like, yeah. Why aren't we stopping? I, I would like to keep moving forward. That's a great analogy. You don't realize that it's happening because it's subconscious, but it's literally dictating your life. Right. Now, everybody's going, oh my God, how do I find those beliefs? How do I find this? Well, you could book a private with me, <laughs> but really... All you have to do is look at what's not working in your life and go back and write down everything you were verbally taught or everything that was modeled to you and then write the positive opposites Mm -hmm. because that's what you want to build your life on now. Most of us get to 20, 30, 40, 50, and we have built our lives on negative, limiting, fearful belief systems that aren't even freaking ours. Mm-hmm. That They were theirs. You want to rewrite your own now. Yeah. You want to write your own story. Well, and I think it's interesting, not that we have to go into detail, but you had a moment in your career where it changed. 
from people in the are you are we okay to go there without specifics without specifics yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> things were taken away from you yeah and i grew up witnessing your energy of i'm going to make it to the height of something and then it's going to be taken away so right. you and i have done a lot of work when my career starts going and getting to certain places that I've really been working for to not sabotage myself and think it's going to all drop off and go away because it was a belief that I picked up from witnessing it. And I witnessed it in both my father and my older brother. Mm -hmm. So when we witness those things or hear them or see them modeled for us, we go, oh, that's the way the world works. So I didn't understand what had happened because I wasn't that far into my healing work. My career just went whoop, right? I mean, it was ridiculous, ridiculously simple how I was catapulted in my career. I think literally took me three years, mm. right? Um, but then I, I had to... You know, in the good book, it says, as you believe, it's delivered to you. Brain science says, whatever you believe and focus on, you create more of. You see, saying the same thing. But you have to sometimes uncover those beliefs or just choose to focus on what you want. Right? Um, yeah, so. Give me um, one of a standout story either from like a private session or <clears throat> a seminar that you did where someone came to you with a specific issue and what the channel said and how that was able to be cleared and what the result of that was. Well, one of the first um, experiences was someone who was auditing my class and he got four or five lines into the scene and I went all right right stop what's this the hang-up with sex there's some big fear about and he just froze and looked at me I said and it has it has something to do with your mom and it happened to you at a very early age and he went oh oh my god you know and he went into his story about um hearing how his mom had fooled around and his dad had found out and then they got divorced. And so his fear was that he would not be able to trust himself in a relationship. Mm. So he had been engaged three times. Oh, my God. And um, six months later, he wrote me and he said, D, I... I just want to let you know, I met a woman and I really focused on what you taught me in class and we're now happily married. Oh, I love that. And, uh, but, you know, guys, what I, I think the most important thing for everybody to know is everything starts in you. We always want to go, well, they did this to me and that's why and... That happened to me, and, you know, that's never going to get you the life you want. 
you have to just look within and go, okay, what do I get to shift? Mm-hmm. How, how can I choose to be positive? How can I choose to be happy? How can I choose to always go to love? Yeah. Right. Which is not always the comfortable thing to do. I mean, or the easy to there's thing. There's been to times do. where I've called you in a fucking tizzy really? about any number of things, and I'm so upset, and I just want to like piss and moan about it and bitch about it for a little bit, and you immediately go into healer mode, and you're like, okay, but let's look at what's bringing what's what's being brought forward, and I'm like, I just want to be fucking angry for Can't a you second. Just listen to me, mother. Just let me. <laughs> Fucking be upset. Um, but you're right. Like, there's always a reason for it happening. It's always something that's being triggered within you that you can look at to then heal. And your biggest thing is? Abandonment. Abandonment. Yeah. So everything in my life usually comes back to that. You were talking about saying, you know, people are going to want to know how to find those beliefs that are blocking them. That's the thought onion. You get to the subconscious yes. thought, and then that leads you to what your origin experience was. And that's the belief that you need to rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and mine was, I'm, I'm not good enough. Mm. I'm never good enough. Yeah. Of I've, all the, st- you still, even with as accomplished as you are, you still struggle with that. Well, core beliefs. That's why we call them core beliefs, you know? And so every, it's like an onion, you know, I've got, I've peeled off probably 50 layers and then um, the same issue, but a deeper level of the issue will come up. And that's just the school of life and embodiment, guys. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, don't judge yourselves for that. Go, woohoo, I'm getting there. Yeah, it's a you continual know? process. And as we learn and grow and heal and more shit happens to us, like, there's more stuff to uncover and grow and heal through. Absolutely. So I know there's countless stories about the work and how it's happened. I would like to share one of my own personal ones that happened more recently with you. Um, so you and I went to Sedona. And it actually happened oh. kind of by accident. It was supposed to be a trip that Tay and I took. And then he needed to stay to help stuff with his kid. Um, so you and I ended up taking a mother-daughter trip. It was wonderful. Sedona is very magical. But I was in a rut at the time. I was so frustrated because the book had been out for just under a year. And it was doing well, but it wasn't where I knew it could be. Um, Or wanted it to be. Correct. Uh, And we sat down and we did a session. And I had mentioned, I was like, you know, Kelly Randis, who we've had on this show, who's my mentor in self-publishing, has been having this like wild viral success on TikTok and she's selling so many books and her story's like reaching so many people and like I I need to figure out a way to do that but there's no rhyme or reason to social media and the algorithm and blah, blah, blah and I was coming up with all these reasons why it's impossible. Like I only have 400 followers on there and like no one's gonna see a video if I start posting it and you sat me down and we started doing work around it and it came back to that, that same belief of If I get there, it'll be taken away. So why am I even going to get there? Like, what's the point of getting there? Mm -hmm. And the, once we like got to that core issue, then it was, you just need to celebrate the other people and send them love because 
like in any normal situation, I was so happy for her. But of course, there's like an underlying thing of like, fuck, why am I not able to achieve that? Yeah. Um, so I went to bed that night. I put a meditation on. And all I did for the 15-minute meditation was send her specifically love from my heart center. Mm-hmm. That was all I did. Posted a, a TikTok video about the book at like 1130 at night, went to sleep, woke up the next morning. It was viral. Yeah. There's, there was no rhyme or reason for it to happen. Well, miracles don't I, usually it shouldn't make have sense. By, by the, you know, conscious mind, it shouldn't have. And it did. And that was the day that everything changed for purpose of the book and like yeah. everything. Um, Whatever you want, send love to it. Yeah. See, most people, they want money, but they hate money because they don't have enough. Or they judge money. Or, like me, they were taught, they're the rich people. We're the good people. Mm. Right? So, a lot of people, when you're dealing with health issues, you don't like your body because you have health issues. Love your body. Love everything about your body. And then it can heal faster. Well, and I think that's the same when people are like so frustrated, you know, if they're wanting to change something about their body. They're they're like, oh, I, I, I'm so unhappy with, you know, this part or this part as opposed to sending love to those parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, where the first place we go is to judge. Yeah. And so, you know... That's what the world's about a lot right now. Yeah. Is a lot of judgment. And if you ju- if you're judging something else, you're really judging yourself. Mm-hmm. So my self-love journal just came out and you were the only person other than my editor that I had read through it because Oh, I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Um but I remember calling you because I was like, you know, mom, I'm writing all this stuff and I realized that a lot of it, although it's like worded in my own way and is a different kind of form of it, is the work that I've done with you and learned from you. And like, am I allowed to, to write about some of this stuff? Um, like I, I, cause it very much so has trickled down from things that you've taught me. Um, I think I have a different way of communicating it to. You just say fuck more. (laughs) (laughs) um but i i think it's it's really important that we're able to teach the the work in different ways for different people and demographics to be able to understand and implement it you know i learned the basics of everything that i'm doing from other people um and then I began channeling, and now I learn from the channel. And let me be clear that you are the channel. You are the instrument that opens yourself up to receive all the information that's available to everybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody can channel. You know you do it. Well, and I, it's weird because when my formatter sent the journal back to me, I started reading snippets, and I was like, 
I have no recollection of writing this, but fuck, it's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it, how I do half my writing. It was weird. It was really weird. That's, I've had moments of that before in writing the books, but this was specifically like, yeah, when the fuck did I write that? Yeah, uh, whenever I have to write my uh, weekly e-blast for my clients or Born, my new book, I went into the channel yeah. and was just guided. I said, look, I my intention, and this is the first thing that's really important, you have to make a clear choice, and then you have to commit to it. And I said, my intention is to write a a primer with a formula that's easy to understand and accessible to anybody, right? That they can apply everything that I apply in my life. And, you know, Lauren, my assistant, she said, my God, if anybody needs a reason to read Born, they should just look at your life. Yeah, well, that's what <coughs> I told all of my FMLers. I was like, guys... <clears throat> Everything that you've seen me accomplish and my growth and my, you know, spirituality and everything that I've been told they look up to is because of this work. So that was the first thing I said when I posted your book uh, in the Facebook group. But I read your book before it went to publishers and it's so simple and so easy and it's such a quick I mean, it's only, what, 100 pages? 130 um, some. And with like a bigger text, it's very easy to sit down and read it yeah, in one sitting. and that was on purpose. Yeah, and it's it's literally life-changing if people apply it. want to just take the step into doing that. Yep, they have to apply what's in there. And what do you think is one of the most amazing things in the book that you're sharing with people? Um, like if you had to pick, well, I know it builds on everything. It builds, and it gives yeah. You a roadmap. But one of the, the big things that people always go, oh my God, are the three pillars. And when, you, when the three pillars are all in alignment, then things start getting really easy. They just flow. So how I see myself how I see the world, and how I see the world seeing me. So I can see myself as an actress. But if I say, oh, my God, there's no way in this world I'm ever going to be an actress, it stops right there. Or I can say, I see me as an actress, and I know it's possible out there. But gosh, everybody is looking at me going, she's a little girl from Kansas. How's she ever going to be an actress, right? Stops right there. So again, we've moved into so much judgment of people in the world. And you, you don't create what you want through judgment. You create what you want through love. So... I love the world, and I know the world wants me to succeed. And I see, I choose to see everybody out there in the world looking at me and going, wow, I honor and respect her as an actress. I want to work with her. I'm paying her what she's worth. I mean, you and I had the discussion about 
the film that had been on the table for such a long time. Well, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. Well, I just said, okay, I am summoning to me everybody that has the money and respects me and wants to work with me, and I'm seeing everything completed. One week later, they called and they said, we have the money. And I think that's a perfect example of deciding what you want, being clear on what you want, and then letting the universe work its it to you. magic. That was such a big lesson for me oh. because I would get so hooked into this is how it's going to happen. I thought from yeah. the very beginning, eventually uh, some type of celebrity will read Eat, Pray, FML, they'll post about it, and then it'll catch on like wildfire. That was like the steps of how it was going to happen to me. Never in my wildest fucking dreams, if you told me you're going to get on TikTok and it's going to blow the fuck up, would I have thought that that was yeah, the thing? The universe will create things for you much more dramatically and magically than you can ever imagine. I've created three series that way. I mean, the first one, dear Lord, I said, all right, I want a series with great people to work with and a lot of fun, and I don't want to have to go to the network, which is unheard of. You always have to go to the network and do this dog and pony show, right? So a month or so later, my manager called me and said, all right, so they want to see you for this series. Uh, it's a comedy. I went, what? <laughs> I don't do comedy. I'm Wallace. I cry on cue. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, and it's improv. I went, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I haven't been trained in improv, but I trust the universe. So I went. I fell in love with the producer within 10 minutes, who was also one of the writers. And I found, uh, he said, let's just play. Because I told him, I said, I don't know how good I'm going to be at this, <laughs> frankly. He said, well, let's, well, I found out I was really good at this. As long, <laughs> as long as I had kind of a direction, see, and then the channel would just take over. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd come up with these lines and they were, Funny, because I I can be funny, but I think of myself more as a dramatic actress. As I'm getting ready to leave, he says, oh, by the way, you're not going to have to go to the network for this because we can't really, you know, uh, audition improv right. stuff. I, got, I went out in the hall and I went, and thank you, <laughs> not the way at all I thought this would go down. But I got everything I wanted, and it ran for three seasons. I love it. I, after Tay did a session with you, he went home and wrote out things on his his whiteboard or whatever was in his house at the time um, of what he wanted. And they were big fucking goals. Um, and a month later, booked a multinational Nissan yes. campaign that, you know. Yeah, I do. Was a massive thing to book. Um, so I've, I've seen it work time and time and time again. Yeah, the trick is not to force it, not to have an agenda, you know. 
I mean, how many times have you just said, oh, my God, I'd really love to blah, 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 and then it just happens. Right. Right. But most of us say, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes I'm a day. manifest the okay. shit out of this. Yes. <laughs> right. And that really pushes it away. But if you just, and I'm big on this 10-minute breathing meditation that the mm-hmm. channel brought through. Um, Go ahead and explain what that is so people can. Well, okay. So you, you let's say you're uh, creating more money. Okay, or since this is about relationships, let's use relationships. So you want to bring a new relationship into your life. You go to your love place first, and your love place is anything that makes you smile and open your heart as soon as you think of it. What's yours? My dog. Shocker. I thought you were going to say my daughter. My dog, <laughs> or you as a baby. You guys, I have been or replaced Hawaii. by the goddamn dog. <laughs> um, no, that's, She will never be replaced by anything. No, it's okay. That's my love place, too. Uh-huh. It used to only be Finnegan. Now it's Finnegan and Franklin. So it's a... Not yeah. Charles? No, Charles, too. But, uh-huh. but really, Finn and Frankie I are really like I really love Charles. I know. You're biased. You I, hate your other grandkids. Whatever. I do Keep not. <laughs> so anyway, you go to your love place because that is the electrical signal that's really going to create stuff for you. Think of yourself as literally plugging into the motherboard of the universe because the whole universe is electromagnetic. You're electrical. They um, measure your heart through an electrocardiogram, your brain through an electroencephalogram. So every thought and feeling has an electrical current. So you want to hook into the most powerful current, which is love. And then you, let's just say, I am creating a fabulous, awesome relationship. And it feels like this love. I am creating a fabulous, awesome relationship. And whoa, it feels like this love. Right? You do that for 10 minutes. With deep breathing. Yes. You take a deep breath in to the count of three or four. And as you're exhaling and connected to your love place, you make your statement. Now, what I would suggest before you do that is to write out, as Tay did, everything that you want in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Make sure that... Um, health is in there. Make sure that financially stable is in there. Make sure that um, you want someone who um, truly loves you and respects you and honors you and is an equal creator with you. Mm -hmm. You know, all those things uh, a lot of people forget to put down. Yeah. I think when I was younger, I was... Good sex is good, too. Yeah. (laughs) I think when I was younger, (laughs) I was manifesting my perfect relationship because I had written all this stuff out. And then Daniel slipped into my life and the universe was like, shit, wait, we're still creating it. It's on its way. Hang yeah. the fuck on. And I was like, no, bitch, I'm getting married. Um, well, because... And so Tay was just a little further down the pipeline. <laughs> like, I think I manifested that because 
it's the best relationship I've ever had. I think it was just for sure further down the pipeline, and I was really fucking impatient. <laughs> well, I think you had not dealt with the abandonment. Oh, one hundred percent. And Daniel made you feel safe, and then abandoned me. So the yes. universe was like, "Are we ready to go deal with this now, Gabrielle?" Yeah. Yeah. And I said, "No, universe." And then Javier came to abandon me, and the universe said, "Are we ready to deal with this now, Gabrielle?" And I was like, "Fuck, fine, okay." Let's go be by myself and figure this shit out. And yeah. then take him. So I think we are always mirrored things in our lives that we need to address and heal. And once we do that work, the good shit starts always. to Always. Absolutely. Because we're the only ones in the way of getting what we want. Tell Everybody hear that? Say it again. We are <laughs> the only ones in the way of getting what we want. You clean up all all the stuff in you and get you into alignment with loving what you want, it'll come to you, I promise. I promise. Tell everybody where they can get a copy of Born, please, if they would like to commit to changing their lives. Uh, right now, you can order it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It will be in Targets and Walmarts and bookstores December 1st. Well, so it's out now, and there are links in your Instagram bio to get to all of those, which is at the D Wallace, because I know you don't know it. <laughs> um, you can also show them the book. I oh, want... yes, yes. I have a copy because, well, you, you can't see it if you're listening on the podcast version, but since we're on YouTube, here it's, it's all its glory. Um, and it's, again, not that big of a read you can easily it's read not that long and it's the biggest book you'll ever read yep Ooh, I like that yeah and there are also signed copies on your website where you guys can find all the info on her healing work if you want to book a private session with her you also have downloads that people can do oh yeah I mean the amount my of shit show, on your website is just ridiculous ridiculous so my show um I've done over 500 episodes you can find them in my archives. They're on iTunes. They are on iHeartRadio. And you can call into her Sunday show. Yeah, and ask, ask me anything. Questions and get work done in that Even way. about sex. Why do you keep going back to sex? I like sex. Okay. You know that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the website is imdwallace.com. Yes. Thank you for being here, Mom. Oh, you're welcome, daughter. I'm going to go scrub my memory of I love my mother you. having sex now. Okay. <laughs> A big, big thank you to Mama Wallace for coming on FML Talk yet again. I really encourage you guys to pick up a copy of Born. It has changed my life. It will change your life. And I am honored that she was here to talk on her healing work and share it with all of you. Okay, we are going to take a turn now and jump into some of your FML stories. Here's number one. Hey, Gabrielle. My name is Jennifer, and this is my FML story. I met my narcissistic ex-husband when I was 19. He was my first everything, and we were together for seven and a half years. It was a roller coaster of a relationship. I always felt the need to fix and constantly tried to make the relationship good and healthy. Sadly, I never won any argument without consequences, and I eventually became burnt out from trying. Once I married him, his tactics and crudeness escalated. We were married for seven months when I finally gave up and decided to leave him. I remember the day I built the courage to leave. 
He was at work and called me knowing something was up. I broke and told him how unhappy I was and that I no longer wanted to be married to him. He had then threatened me twice over the phone that I, in quotes, better be home when he gets home. I was frightened and immediately packed a bag and left to my parents' house. During the week that I left him, he would call me once a day, leaving a voicemail of how he couldn't sleep, eat, or drink, and wanting me back. How he would change and be better. He never once showed his face till he finally got the message how serious I was when he agreed to sign divorce papers. It was weight lifted off my shoulders signing those papers. He has been out of my life since, and I am grateful for that. But soon after signing divorce papers, I met my version of your Javier. I had fallen madly in love with this person who had promised me the world, told me he loved me and how I'm wife and mother material, how he was going to be everything my ex never was. I was head over heels. But four months into dating, I had an unplanned pregnancy. It was shocking and unexpected, and I was scared. But in that moment, deep in my heart, I believed everything would be okay because I loved this man and he loved me, or so I thought. The day after I found out I was pregnant, he had come over when I shared the news. I remember shaking while hugging him, stating I was pregnant. In that moment, it was as if a light switch went off, and the man that he expressed himself to be was not his true colors. He had a temper tantrum on my living room floor, begging me to fix this and make it go away. Sadly, after a week and a half of arguing over what to do, he told me he couldn't accept that I planned to keep the pregnancy. And if I do, then I will be a single mother. I was six weeks pregnant when he walked away. My son is now five and a half, and his father has stood by his words as I have been a single mother since I gave birth. I'll never understand anyone who walks away from their child, but in many ways, it has been a blessing, and I am truly thankful for my family's support. I wouldn't trade my story knowing the gift I received in my son, who is an incredible little boy and wins my heart on the daily. So with that completing my FML story, I'm still on the hunt to meet Mr. Wright, just haven't met him yet, but I want to say, reading your books has helped me tremendously in discovering new ways to love myself, as well as healing from my past traumas. Thank you for sharing your story, as you are helping so many women, including myself, even giving me the courage to share mine. Hell yes, girl. Oh my God, there's so much to unpack here. We talked about this a little bit on book club on the subscription base of the podcast, but if you've read The Ridiculous Misadventures, you know that I myself had a scare and with a pregnancy, and there was a lot to be said in that moment for the person that was involved in it with me to show up and be there for me and make it very clear that he was just there to support and not going to be telling me what I was going to do with my body in any way, shape, or form. And that was invaluable to me in that moment. I can't imagine going through that and knowing that it was confirmed and not just a scare and having that person completely let you down, tell you, attempt to tell you what to do with your body, and then to walk away. What a strong fucking woman you are, girl. Um, I applaud you. I can't even imagine how amazing your son is because of the woman that you are. So kudos to you, girl. Sending you so much love.
Okay, here's story number two. Hey, Gabrielle. My name is Lexi, and this is my FML story. In 2017, I transferred to a new college where I met a kid who was in my class. He was in the Air Force and the fraternity, and he was very involved, and we connected immediately. Things were really great at first, and then they rapidly went weird. It started when he asked me to take a friend who was a girl from their friend group to formal so she could go and have fun with her friends who would be going with his friends. I knew no one there, so I was more than fine with it, and I told him to have a great time because I was confident in myself, but also our relationship at the time. I later found out in the evening that I was blocked from all of his social media because he posted a picture of him and her kissing. Most importantly, kissing in the Ray-Bans that I purchased his sister for her sweet 16th birthday. I was livid. I purchased them because he cried he had no money and his sister was so important to him that I felt compelled enough to scramble some of my money and purchase something that I've also received on my 16th birthday that was a milestone for me. I found out he never gave his sister anything, not even the card that was attached to the gift that I wrapped in bowed. I soon enough found out that not only was it just that girl, there were handfuls of girls that he was talking to as well, and had a Tinder. So the entire time I thought I was in this happy relationship, he was living a completely another life on social media. Fast forward to now, I reconnected with one of my really good guy friends from my childhood, who was my neighbor, and we have been together for four plus years, and we are happier than ever. I love that. I love those old connections that come back into your life and it suddenly is the right time. I feel like that's how things happened with Tay and I. Um, It will never make sense to me why people do stuff like that and how they have the fucking energy to keep so many different balls in the air and relationships going and run Tinder accounts. Like, I can't add one more thing to my life, much less an additional person to deal with. Um, It it must be fucking exhausting. Um, So I'm glad that you got out of it when you did and that you found your happily ever after girl. Next week, everyone, I have been so excited for this episode to air from the moment I recorded it. A really dear friend of mine, Chris Heck, is coming on and I've really wanted to focus this season on bringing on men to FML Talk who are vulnerable and can break down that stigma of what it means in society to be a man and to really start to diminish that toxic masculinity that I feel has really infiltrated our society. And this man is such a perfect example of what I think people should strive to be. He's going to hear this and be like, oh my God, Gabrielle, stop talking about me like that. Um, He is a dear friend of mine. He is an amazing creative genius, but most importantly, he has a very compelling story about what he went through in his childhood, the relationship he had with his father, and how it has shaped him as the man he is today. I cannot wait for you guys to meet him next week. It is such a great episode. 
As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. You can watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash FML Talk. And for all the extra bonus content and access to the private self-love Facebook group, you can go to patreon.com slash FML Talk. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.